Welcome to the Backyard Chat Podcast, where we equip parents to take in God's Word and live it out in their everyday life. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Backyard Chat Podcast. I'm Melissa Harrison, Melissa number two. And I'm Melissa Quinones, Melissa number one. Okay, are y'all having as much fun with the Enneagram as we are? It has been such a joy. I'm so excited to get to share it with everybody. And we have learned so much about everyone we've talked to that I didn't know. Like, you just can't know all the things. And so it's been fun to get to talk to other people. We kind of threw it out there on a whim because Melissa and I have done it for years and we talk about it a lot. But just throwing it out there to all of you guys, it's so funny to hear your stories and to see how contagious it is and how you're like, oh, I made my husband do it. I made my sister do it. (laughs) And I made my friends do it. And now I wonder what my kids are. And it's just a whole interesting concept. And we've said it a thousand times. It It really is just fascinating. And we have sat around the backyard for years just talking about it and dreaming about it and discussing like all the things we found out and laughing at the memes on Instagram or whatever. (laughs) And so it's nice to finally just have some good, healthy conversation around it and hopefully just enlighten everybody else. And they can use it as a tool as well. So it's been fun. Exactly, It's a good learning tool. So if you haven't heard any of the other episodes about the Enneagram that we've done, make sure to go back and listen because we do a little introduction and we talk with an Enneagram three, Mm -hmm. an Enneagram eight, a type two, and we ended with a type seven. And that was a fun one. So make sure that you go back and listen to all those. And today we're so pumped because we have brought in, she's going to (laughs) say she's not an expert, but I'm here to tell you she's an expert. She is an absolute love. And her name is Shannon and she is here today. So welcome, Welcome. Shannon. Thank you for having me. So I know I really shouldn't say you're the expert. Maybe that puts too much pressure on you, but you're an expert to me because you you know a lot and you have educated yourself and we're going to talk about all those things. But before we do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. So I'm married and I don't mind sharing that I'm on my third marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And I got married really young and I didn't have good examples growing up of relationships, you know, mm-hmm. healthy relationships. So it took me a while to learn what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of practice. <laughs> so um, my husband now, uh, he and I have been married for 10 years. Wow. And we, It's already been 10 years? I know. No. <laughs> oh my for gosh. Real. And he and I have the most amazing, committed relationship one with ourselves and God, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Sure. That's beautiful. And then there's this secondary thing that happens is that we bring our whole selves to the relationship. And so that then it's not, you know, he and I become one. It's he and I become three. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um, wonderful. I know. He is a keeper. He's such a love. Mm. You know, he's always working on himself as well. It's so neat. He's studying and learning all the time Mm -hmm. and trying to come up higher in all areas of his life, too. Mm -hmm. So he's a man that I really aspire to be like, and I really look up to, and I respect him Mm -hmm. with ease, balance, and grace. That's so cool. And if it takes you three times to get that, then good for you. Mm -hmm. At least you, you know, got there eventually. So that's, that's beautiful. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So tell us a little bit more about yourself because okay. you're interesting. You got I a know. lot of fun things I know. working. So I have a lot of stuff. Let's see. I'm on a long-term path of recovery. 
Um, my sobriety date is February uh, 12th, 2013. Yay! Yes. yes. So I began my recovery journey based upon the fact that I grew up in an alcoholic home. And I thought to myself, I don't know how to navigate relationships. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I need some help. So I found a 12-step program, and I began that. And uh, it really helped me with navigating those intimate relationships with my parents. Mm -hmm. And then after starting that, then I began to delve a little bit deeper, and I found sobriety, right? So what that looked like is not only physical sobriety, but emotional sobriety, Oh, wow. And that goes fathoms deep, right? So that's just one of the tools Mm -hmm. in my toolkit. I have been a hairdresser of 31 years. The best best. ever. (laughs) If you're in the Houston area, you better look her up because she's incredible. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the beauty salon. My mom is a retired hairdresser. And the interesting part is, is that I feel like I just get to love on people. Yeah, you do. Right where they are. You know, so so I feel like it's like you get your hair cut and catch the Holy Spirit, some Mm. Jesus, and some therapy, and some oh, some goodness. That is good. I know hair days are the best days. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like work, honestly. Mm. It really doesn't. You know, you're doing what Mm -hmm. you should be doing. That's awesome. Mm. 1000%. (laughs) So after I had been sober for mm, gosh, call it mm, half a decade, I began to recognize that I needed more tools. So I wanted to learn how to step into contemplative prayer, meditation, more stillness, Mm -hmm. right? So the God of my understanding, when I grew up, I grew up in kind of a hellfire and brimstone type church, and our (laughs) prayers were really wordy. (laughs) And I was like, "Mm, God kind of already knows what I'm thinking and feeling. I don't have to say all that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, "Mm," you know, and that whole be still. (laughs) So I was trying to find stillness. So I found yoga. And then, very long story short, I became a yoga teacher. of set- And a hairdresser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. The I know. I told time. you she's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. So not only do I love people from just behind the chair, I get to love people from the teaching stand mm-hmm. and being a yoga teacher. And I get to hold space mm-hmm. and share all these wonderful things that I'm learning about meditation and just bringing all of it together in like just a safe space to hold love. That's so for wonderful. A bigger community. Aww, that sounds dreamy. Oh, I know. You make yoga sound amazing. I, know. I don't know about that. <laughs> Where do you teach at? No, I'm kidding. I need to come to yoga. Do you do hot yoga? <laughs> I love hot yoga. Do you really? I do. I do. Golly, I don't I do. know who invented that, but that just sounds terrible. And you like it? It's I do. Very. It aligns with my constitution. Mm-hmm. It doesn't align with everybody. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I always say, "To thine own self be true." Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Always. Mm-hmm. What about goat yoga? Have you done goat yoga? Oh, really? Okay. Go- Oh, yoga. Oh, you, mm-hmm. girl. I don't even know about Watch some videos. Oh, yoga. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't time look out, very. Time out on Enneagram. I need to know about goat yoga. <laughs> it looks very hard. They jump all over you and you like do all these yoga poses uh-uh. with the goats in the yard. I mean, doesn't look. I would look, panic. That's what I was asking. Y'all are going to love this. Okay. So goat yoga. People who are real yogis don't do goat yoga. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> Because it sounds ridiculous. It looks crazy. Um, My girlfriend, Jamie, who will listen to this, she will laugh at this because one time she asked me to do it, and I said, that's a hard no. Yeah. That's a hard no. I have zero interest in that. And she was like, oh, but please, please go with me. I'm like, no. No. Absolutely not. I've I've got to drop boundaries. I don't want to get in the petting zoo like corral, much less touch Mm -hmm. them or let them get all over me. They're literally on the ground Uh -uh. doing these yoga poses, and the goats are like (laughs) on their back, (laughs) like all crazy. It cannot be relaxed. On the people's back. On the people's back. Backs. It cannot so be cool. Funny. So, yeah, no. That's so what I was asking. Are when, you like, mm-hmm. that's a no for me? That's dog, a hard no. no. Yeah. So when Jamie went, she she <laughs> said, 
Well, basically, there was very little yoga, <laughs> and it was all about posing for pictures yes. with the goats and getting them to jump on you uh-huh. and take pictures. And she said they kind of went potty on your yoga mat, and you know, oh, how I have really nice not. yoga mat, so yeah, I would be like, really upset no, about thank that. You. She goes, after I went, I was so glad you didn't go because you would have been so upset with me. Oh my. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we cleared the air. No goat yoga, <laughs> but I am gonna go Google that because I want to check it out. That's it's pretty cute. So it's funny. cute. That's how I was like, is that the kind of yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't yeah. sound like that's your style. Sorry, we didn't mean to interrupt. That's that okay. Yoga need a little side trip. It is, that's funny. Yeah. But I love animals, and I have three dogs. And probably my favorite thing in the world is to be out in nature mm. with my dogs and uh, my husband. And that's where I really feel like I can hear God with absolute clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, that slowing down with my feet, making contact with the earth, and hearing the crunch of the leaves, and hearing the... The wind and the birds. Right. I mean, just as a nine, that's very natural. Mm-hmm. A nine needs to be outside in nature for mm-hmm. sure. It's a grounding force. Melissa likes to take walks outside mm-hmm. and do her Bible study God. outside. You mm-hmm. connect well with nature I do, in that because space I go, too. Go, go, go all the time. And when I make myself slow down, I want to mm-hmm. be outside. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I want to be out there. I want it to be quiet because we're so close to the bay water. Yeah. And so a mile from my house, it's just open water. And it's just like you mm-hmm. soak up God's goodness. Oh, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I love it. I wish that my life was in better order where I could experience that on the daily. But I just, I can't always squeeze in that kind of special time. So Fridays are my jam where mm-hmm. I like to do that. I really do. That's the way I connect. Yeah. So I get that whole nature. But we laughed about that because Scott went hiking with the music. You're like, no, I need to hear the crunch of the leaves. Mm-hmm. I need to, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to jam out like I do in my car if I'm mm-hmm. out hiking in Colorado. I mean, right? I want to hear Take God's it all whisper. In. And, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. It is like mm-hmm. a whisper, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'm close to goat yoga. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Well, let's Let's jump in. Well, tell us your type first. You're a type nine. You said Mm -hmm. you're a type nine. Yes. So I'm a type nine. I am a peacemaker or a mediator. So um, even your voice is peaceful. Like I'm so loud and crazy and you you're just like you exude peacefulness mm-hmm. to me always. So a 9 is very sensitive to energy and mm-hmm. vibration and frequency. So if I come in contact with someone that is super dysregulated in their constitution, I will sense it and mm-hmm. feel it. I notice if they're talking and not taking breaths, mm-hmm. right? I notice that I will start mirroring them. My energy will start mirroring them. Oh, and wow. I start oh. holding my breath because I'm so sensitive to it. That's what, what makes me a really good yoga yes. teacher. Uh-huh. And a good hairdresser. <laughs> for, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think being a hairdresser of that long made me a better oh, yoga teacher so. from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. From the get-go, I sensed people when they entered the room, mm-hmm. when they entered the space. I could sense where they were in their body. So we have the least amount of energy. An eight has the most amount of energy mm-hmm. of all the numbers. They are. All systems go all the time. <laughs> I'm a withdrawing number. The, the strength and the weakness of the nine is that literally they are at the top of the Enneagram, mm-hmm. and they can see with absolute clarity all other eight perspectives. Okay. Wow. When you tell me your truth, it resonates with me. It lands true with mm. me as it does with Fascinating. you. And I see it and I I understand it with ease, hmm. with absolute ease. I can see the perspectives of all the other numbers 
And at the same time, it's hard for me to find my own perspective. Wow. Right? That's interesting. So I don't have... Is like, it because you take on everybody else's mm-hmm, somewhat? Mm-hmm. That That's yours right. gets lost in it the does. mix of it? Hmm. So what I find in order to find that, I have to get time alone. Mm-hmm. And I have to find solitude and stillness and quiet, which is probably why God had mm-hmm. me, you know, pivot a little bit so that I could find my truth, mm-hmm. my beliefs. What is mine to do mm-hmm. for this short time that I'm here on earth? Mm-hmm. What is mine to do? What is my life's purpose? What is my higher purpose? Um, I believe that I've been called to love on people With right here, mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. right where they are, right how they are. And because no matter where you are on your journey of finding the truth, that is your entry point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't matter how broken you might feel. That is your entry point. And you do a good job of that. It you do love like others it. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just did the Bible study on the book of Gideon, and it sounds like how we were talking in the Bible study about being where you are and loving people where they are mm-hmm. and how you're, you know, you're the place where you are meant to be. God puts you right where you're meant to serve, whether it's your family, your work, your career, you know, all the things and how to just take a hold of the everyday mm-hmm. activities you do and turn mm-hmm. that into mm-hmm. having a servant heart. And so I think that's really cool. It's so it's so fascinating that, mm-hmm. you know, people who don't know a lot about the Enneagram, people who know way, way, way the opposite spectrum, just how it all relates to loving people well and loving yourself well and how it all ties together. Which just, is what the call is for all of yes. us that Jesus said is to go love others yes. as yourself. So loving others well, I think, is key to being healthy for ourselves mm-hmm. and helping Others, of course, the number two helper is going to say that, but (laughs) helping others find their healthy place too, I think is just beautiful. I do too. Tell us about the nine types briefly. Just kind of go, Mm -hmm. let's start with one. And um, let's just go through them all and tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit, some fascinating, because we've used that word so many times, some fascinating Mm -hmm. facts Mm -hmm. about each of the types that you think people might identify or see themselves in. Okay. So when I was preparing to do this, I went and sat down in my chair where I do my quiet time. And I just, like I have this little journal Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And I began to write down every number and all the little bits that I know about every number. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, well, what do I know? What Mm -hmm. are the high points? What are the low points? What's the wounding message? What's the healing message? And so I jotted down stuff. Oh, good. So for a nine... Let me go back to my number. Mm-hmm. For a nine, you know, there's this this rub about feeling like my presence doesn't really matter. But oh. the healing message is my presence does matter, mm-hmm. right? That there's a reason why I'm here. There is a purpose. And I can know that in my heart, but sometimes my head forgets like I got a really big forgetter uh-huh. and I need, to, I need to be reminded all the time, sure, sure. right? So that's a healing message for a nine. So back to the one. So my husband's a one, and, you know, this tool has helped us so much in our marriage. You know, he, he loves talking Enneagram. He's like, <laughs> and when I'll come home with a story and he'll go, hmm, what, what type do you think they are? Oh, oh they must funny. be in stress in their number. That's why their stuff is coming out. Yeah, Karen, I do that with mm-hmm. people. That's funny. That's You're right. not supposed to, but I, I mean, know. the more you know to. about it, it's know. like it just becomes kind of how you... Mm-hmm. How you think and process mm-hmm. things, and so that you mm-hmm. can avoid getting hurt or get, you know, have mm-hmm. your feelings hurt or your mm-hmm. take up too much space in your day to day trying to process other people's thoughts and what they say. So I think it's so critical mm-hmm. to have all the tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
I agree with that. So my Enneagram teacher is uh, Suzanne Stabile, and she was trained by Father Richard Rohr, and he is a Franciscan priest. He's got a lot of books out there, a lot of bestsellers. And Suzanne Stabile says, you can't change the lens that you were born with. Mm -hmm. Like your Enneagram type, Mm -hmm. your number, is the lens that you see the world through. Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't change it, but you can change what you do with how you see. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so fun. You can I love change that. what you do with how you see, see. it. That's mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. So when I recognize, say, my husband is a one, this is this is a radical thing that changed in our marriage. So when I found out that he was a one, I was often frustrated by the way that he would navigate his to-do list, mm-hmm. right? And what I found out about the one is that they like to do things with excellence. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> My That's, favorite number one over there is... Uh-huh. I'm like almost yep. cringing because uh-huh. I'm like kind of nervous about uh-huh. what you're going to say. Uh-huh. I know, I know, right? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, I lo- he's my favorite human on the planet, honestly. And so this is what I found to be true. He often doesn't complete things on that to-do list because he doesn't have the ample time to do it correctly. He is not a procrastinator. I thought... What are you doing? Just do it. That's good enough. And he's looking at me like, what are you talking about? No. For him and his body and his constitution, it's a matter of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Why would I open that box of that project or begin that task if I don't have the appropriate amount of time to do it correctly? Mm -hmm. That would be not a good use of my time, Mm -hmm. right? And I can tell you, he is so smart that he executes tasks, I mean, with absolute excellence. Anything he puts his hand to, he does it with excellence. And I have great respect and understanding for that now, and I'm no longer agitated and keeping a scorecard in the back of my Mm -hmm. head of all the things that he hasn't done yet. Mm -hmm. I choose to look at the things that he's done with great pride and great excellence, and I'm like, hmm, wow, (laughs) he's the Mm go-to For I'll ask for his feedback on things like, how would you do this? Because I already know in his mind, he knows the absolute right way to do it already. Mm-hmm. We know. You, know? <laughs> you do. Yeah. You do. We've already thought about your plan and how we can better fix it. <laughs> Melissa is True so great that. for that. And even in like meetings at church and different mm-hmm. things, I'm like, yes, I need you to be there. And she's like, why? Because I'll say this. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. we need to hear those things. Mm-hmm. It's so helpful mm-hmm. because it's well thought out. It's I mean, I don't want to say never wrong because I'm sure there, you've been wrong once in your life, but yes. it's very rarely wrong. They are spot on all the time. That's my experience. Everybody needs a one in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. I have a one in both back pockets. She's got two Chris ones in her back one, pocket. And so mm-hmm. is Melissa. So they're, yeah. they're treasures in this world for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel that with ones and eights. Mm-hmm. You know, I need those people sometimes. When I'm stuck, right? When I'm stuck in a situation or I'm feeling, we call it in recovery, hopeless, helpless, and stuck, and it's just like a hamster on a wheel and a thought or something going on inside of me, I talk to my one or my eight, and I'll go, okay, here's the deal, go. Mm -hmm. And they just spit it out. It is easy, easy, easy Mm -hmm. for you to Mm -hmm. see with absolute clarity. Do you Um, think you go to the ones and the eights because that's your wing numbers? So, yeah. 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 So I have... Because I go to the ones and the threes in my life. When Mm -hmm. you said that, I was like, where do I go? I go Mm -hmm. to my ones and my Mm -hmm. threes. And they're the wing on either side of me. That's interesting. Here we go again. It's fascinating. It's so fascinating. <laughs> it is. I've learned to My blown over here. Like it's almost like wings of a bird. Mm-hmm. When I lean too far, when I was younger, 
you know, looking at my behavior and taking my inventory, I will say I leaned much more heavily into the one. I was all about perfecting my environment, making everything pleasing on the outside. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was trying to make myself feel okay on the inside, right? right? And it's not out there, it's in here. So when I, you know, got a little more mature and I could lean a little bit more onto that eight side, a little bit more of the challenger, I found a little bit more balance. And I didn't know that I had that voice inside of me or my other wingman, if you will. Mm -hmm. So now I try to go back and forth. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't lean too heavily on this one or that one. I try to create a state of balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a. You need both of them to be healthy. You do. You, You really. Need both. You, you really do fluctuate. You really do. So I'll okay, say so this. One, so one. go back to the one. So the um, the one is called the perfectionist or the reformer. Um, their superpower is that they can walk into any situation and see with clarity in the moment what is wrong, what is glaring, and you know what to do is right. And I find that the most helpful thing I can do for my husband is look for things that he's done right in the day, and I point out you. Are good. I'm because calling you tomorrow, <laughs> Melissa. You are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. And mm-hmm. I'll say this: you'll find whatever you're looking for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What am I looking for in people? What am I looking for? I'm looking for the good in everyone around me. There's good in everyone. I mean, of course. Yeah, especially with my spouse, mm-hmm. who, whom I adore. It's mm-hmm. easy to see good in him. So, would you say? Original. Oh, original. Now I'm going to be in the hot Would you say the wounding message for you, it is not okay to make mistakes? Um, when I was younger, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I did not want to ever mess up. Mm-hmm. When it was something out of my control, that was different. But if it was a choice I made mm-hmm. that was against something that I knew I was going to get in trouble for, I made it proudly. Right. I wanted to be in control of the choice. And I knew it was there was you know, going to be a fallout from it. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about the consequences because it was my choice. And Mm -hmm. I was trying to prove to myself, you can do this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, kind of, yes. Yeah. uh Mm -hmm. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to make a mistake. What do you feel is the healing message? You regret enough. You did Mm -hmm. that well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you're going to talk to us about all the different numbers because when we have talked to them, we have asked them too, like, what do you need to hear from others? Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to see how it all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. And overwhelmingly, the message has been, you are good, you are loved, you are enough, you've done a great job. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. natural in people's personalities, mm-hmm. but when you get to the intention behind their number, it makes such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Is it the people around you that love you that are telling you enough, or is it the world that's telling you you've done a good job? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's the people right close in my circle that know me, all me. And when they're like, oh, yeah, you did a great job. That was awesome. I'm like, huh, that was pretty good. Go me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cute. Go me. Yeah. Go me. Yeah. yeah. Mm, you're such a healthy one. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I hear you. I see you. Yes. She's a wonderful one. I'm blushing. Uh-huh. Okay. The helper. The number two. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the wounding message for you? Mm. I never really thought about it like that. Probably um, they didn't need that. Like somebody didn't need something from me. Okay. That'd probably be it. Okay. 
you know how you have this great, real, like you have the ability to walk into a situation or a relationship and you automatically see what's needed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Mm-hmm. And you absolutely know how to meet that need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like an itch that has to be scratched. I'm mm-hmm. like, I got, I see you, the need. I got it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't not do it. Yes. It actually feels inauthentic mm-hmm. when you don't meet that need, yes. right? It makes me nervous and sick if I, I can't get to a need. Like, I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's literally like, I'm, I'm on go. Let, mm-hmm. let me go. Let me go. Don't hold me back mm-hmm. because I, I need to I need to help wherever help is needed. That's like right. a superhero. <laughs> right. right. It's a, a superpower. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that nausea feeling that you feel inside from my yogic perspective, that's cortisol that releases into your bloodstream oh, yeah. as a result of stress of you not mm. executing and meeting that need. Yeah. Here's, here's the rub. Do you often know what you need? No. No, never. never, And I could never vocalize it. Mm-hmm. And then if I can, it's because I'm at an unhealthy place. Like I'm burned out. I'm, I'm at the end of my rope. Mm-hmm. And then it's like all of a sudden all those needs come up that I have ignored. And mm-hmm. then I'm able to see them, but not until then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, can mm-hmm. al- it can almost be more aggressive. Like, mm-hmm. don't you know I need all these things? Yes. And don't you know how mm-hmm. much I've worked for everyone else and what I've done? And mm-hmm. where's me? You know, yes. whereas if you were able to really communicate mm-hmm. it in the in the everyday, then it wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't go to that eight place so mm-hmm. often. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when you say that when you, when you finally get to that point and then you're able to go, oh goodness, I need some stillness. I need mm-hmm. some time by the water. Mm-hmm. I need some time with my kiddos playing in the pool. I need to feel some grounding force, mm-hmm. right? I've been so busy meeting everybody else's yes. need that I have ignored my own needs. Right? Mm-hmm. right, and it's the worst when someone tells you that you're like, I know, I know, I know the need now, but now <laughs> I'm I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna take care of it. Mm-hmm. But what was it you needed? Let me mm-hmm. get back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. What would it look like for you if you gave yourself permission to have 15 minutes every day to meet only your need? Mm. I don't know. It'd be weird. Be great. Let's find out. Let's, Let's try, try it. it. <laughs> Text me tomorrow, remind me what'd you do for your yes, 15 minutes. I will. Yeah. Like put yourself in your schedule. Mm-hmm. And give yourself 15 minutes. I to have actually been after, I think it's after my haircut and mm-hmm. a text with one of my dear pastor friends about that. And I thought, you know what? I've got to get back to that. And things were kind of starting to slow down after the back to school rush. And I've put a few things in and it really has made a difference. So I just need to be very intentional about keeping up with that when things mm-hmm. spiral mm-hmm. out time-wise for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've learned that um, putting those things on my schedule first, Mm -hmm. you know how we talk about the jar and the rocks Mm -hmm. and the pebbles and then the sand and then the water, Mm -hmm. right? My Jesus time fills me up. And I couldn't do what I do if I didn't fill up Mm -hmm. with Him first. That for me is my grounding force. And that's what keeps me in mm-hmm. focus. And mm-hmm. if I slack on some of my Jesus mm-hmm. time, I'm not the same. I will, I will hit that crazy eight place real quick because it's become about me and not about Him. So, and so I serve others out of my love for Him. Mm-hmm. And when that gets out of perspective, then I'm not in my healthy place. Mm-hmm. And so that's like what you laugh, a little drive in the car, a little worship time. Mm-hmm. I can worship my way out of a bad attitude anytime. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ladies mm-hmm. at church will tell them, let, let you know, like she'll just leave. I'll just go in the car, just go for a quick little drive, mm-hmm. just get some worship on. Yes. Come back. Yes. I'm, I'm like a different person, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So something just bubbled up for me. Mm-hmm. I have an invitation for you. Oh, good. So for quiet time in the morning, I know you're early riser. Mm-hmm. You get your kiddos going. I mean, you set the tone of the day. You're very intentional about you how you help your family start their day. So here's the invitation. 
you get up 15 minutes before you begin all of that. Oh, gosh, that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. I like to snooze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only snooze once. <laughs> yeah. No snooze. No snooze. Not even once. Okay. There is no good sleep that happens after a snooze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I invite you to get up on the first time the alarm goes off, and you're going to go outside to your pool. This is from yoga. Okay. You're going to sit on the side of your pool mm-hmm. by the steps. You're going to put your feet in the water, and you're going to think about when Jesus washed their feet. Oh, gosh. That's deep. What an invitation, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm in. Okay. Count me in. That's, first, that's putting first things first, right? And that's meeting the need. That's you putting, putting Jesus at the forefront of your day, right? That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm it's an invitation. I'm, I'm accepting that invitation. I'm all in. Okay. And I'll check back. I get my I'm hair done circle, a couple of weeks. I'm going to circle you know. back and mm-hmm. see how that feels okay. and how that lands. And there's going to be something beautiful and deep that happens in that time. Mm. I need it. Thank you. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like every day. I don't mean just once. Every day. Every day. Every day. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Okay. Amen. All right. Okay. So the healing message is, is that your needs matter. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that it's okay for you to have needs. It's That's totally okay. It's okay actually, quite, it's needs. actually mm-hmm. quite healthy. So threes. I go to three as well. Insecurity. Mm-hmm. I love threes. I am drawn to threes. I would say I have three really close friends that are threes that are really good at pushing my buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I put the buttons out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're called the Achiever. And they take in information very quickly. Their brains work faster than anyone we know. Right, mm-hmm. they um, they can go into a situation, a sanctuary, a classroom, a business meeting, and they can know very quickly what needs to be done. They know how to show up in a way that everyone in the room can receive the message that they have to deliver. Right, and they can sense who's connecting and who's tracking with them and who's not. If there's a large people of tracking, they know to go this way. If there's a large people that are not tracking with them, they know how to change the energy in the room and the message, right? Okay, I Mm -hmm. need to kind of pivot a little bit. I need to uh, nuance this in another direction because they're not understanding what I'm saying, right? So they're very good. Their brains work faster than anything. It is astonishing, Mm -hmm. astonishing, right? So uh, sometimes I will ask for feedback from my threes when I'm needing to, how to navigate something. So if I go to three in security, I want to know what that looks like. So I'll ask those girlfriends and I'll say, okay, what would it look like? And so what ends up happening is they give me little pebbles, but they ask the really great questions, Right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how they help me find my truth. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, their superpower um, is about reading the room, right? They know with absolute certainty what's needed and wanted of them to perform, please, and perfect, right? So what ends up happening is the, the, there's always a shadow side to everything. They feel like sometimes they're not their true selves right? Because they know how to do it in this situation and that situation over there in the workplace, at church. Oh, with my people that I do like uh, Frisbee with or volleyball or the mom's group. Each of those groups know a different version of that three, right? Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing that we've unpacked with the Enneagram is that we know that they are all of those things. right? They are not inauthentic people. 
They just know how to meet people right where they are with beautiful, beautiful context, right? It's almost like compartments in their brains, right? And so when they're with this group, that box is open. When they're with this group over here, that box is open. So sometimes those people don't know the same person, but indeed they are the same. They are the same person. I'm speechless because I'm married to a three. Yeah. Would you say any of that lands true? All of it is (laughs) one thousand percent true. I'm like big eyed, open mouth over here. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess I just really hadn't. I know a lot about my number. Mm -hmm. I have, and I know that that's what he is, and I know just Mm -hmm. kind of the basic thing. Mm -hmm. But when you were talking about Mm -hmm. in different circles, they're different people. Yep. Spot on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Spot on. Yeah, because I'll be talking about a situation and to someone else, we're like, "Well, we don't know that side of him." I'm like, "I know because I y'all aren't in all of the circle. You know, you're mm-hmm. not in the home, the this or that." And so um, sometimes it it does feel like you're married to several different people that mm-hmm. act a certain way, and you're not mm-hmm. quite sure what you're getting. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. And I know several different threes closely, and they're all so different from one another that it always makes me scratch my head, like. Are they a typical three? Like my sister's a three and she's so different than other threes in my life, but she's very much a three. Mm -hmm. And so it's just interesting Mm -hmm. how people are the same number, yet they're different. And threes are almost like chameleons sometimes to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I won't say too much about it right now, but there are subtypes that go with each number, Mm -hmm. right? We talked about. So if a three is more of a self-pres three, a one-to-one three, or a social three, that's going to create some nuance in their threeness, Mm -hmm. right? right? We can expand about that later. But I can tell you also about your husband, uh, Melissa, that sometimes they can suffer when they're in a, a low state, low energy, not feeling great, or feeling a little fear, right? They might feel like... A little bit of that imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Am I enough, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the facts are, is that they are enough. They are often leaders. Mm-hmm. They, I love my girlfriends. I call them my lady bosses, <laughs> um, my threes. You know, I'm like, oh, they're my lady boss friends um, because they they're they're so good at that. Yes. You know, they know. And the way that their brain works so quickly, it's a little bit off-putting when we see them have a little off day because it's like, hmm, mm-hmm. what's up? Normally you got it all going together. Right. Mm-hmm. You got all the water going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we see them wobble, it's kind of like, Wait huh. a minute, what's going on? Yeah. It's very short usually, but we need to give them the love and support and space to have those moments, right? Mm-hmm. We all need someone to hold us in those spaces of when we're like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. A safe space is really mm-hmm. important right. for every yes, number. That's every right. Every person ever. Yes. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Okay, so the wounding message of the three is that it's not okay to have your own personal identity. So when they are creating the nuance with each people group that they're a part of, they feel like all of that is who they are. So they don't know, like when you strip all of that away, they feel like, well, what is my true identity? Well, well, I, I, I don't know. Right, mm-hmm. that's that imposter syndrome, but the and then the healing message is that you are loved and valued just for you, mm-hmm. right? None of those identities, none of those labels. I tell my girlfriend uh, Lisa, I tell, oh, you know what, honey, I want you to know that you're valuable. You don't have to perform. 
You have to achieve a certain nothing, thing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Let's just go walk our dogs <laughs> by the water. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, threes have really good laser focus. Mm-hmm. They are, man, they're leaders, like I yes. said. Mm-hmm. Yes. They can yes, get they things are. done. That's they really for sure. do. They really do. So the four, the individualist or the romantic their superpower is creativity. So uh, fours will often be a musician or a painter or a writer. It is something that they cannot not create. Mm-hmm. There's this one tattoo artist. He is amazing, and he's a four. And it's really interesting to hear him speak because when he's speaking, I hear that there's a little bit of melancholy in his in his share. So the fours and the sevens, they each have a half range of emotions. So the fours are often the melancholy side and the sevens have like the real happy, yes. upbeat, mm-hmm. joyful mm-hmm. side. But it's a half range of emotions. They literally, like when you start to describe the feelings over here that the melancholy really identifies with, that they where they can, like a, like a four is going to be a good hospice nurse. Mm. I, was, I don't know a four. I don't if either, I, not if, personally. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I know anyone mm-hmm. that is a four. So they can hold space with really deep pain without the need to change it. Oh, wow. Interesting. You see how valuable mm-hmm. that is? Yes. Like, without the need to, to like, if somebody's sharing something really heavy and hard, the four can listen with super, com- not just compassion, but that empathy that goes that next level, mm-hmm. and they they don't need to say anything else back. They are literally holding it with them. Mm, they don't need them to change anything. They can they can cry without the need to soothe their tears, but they don't want to shrink back mm-hmm. from the intensity of the pain. They can hold space and be right there up close with it. Hmm. It's a beautiful thing to watch. So we need them. Yeah, I need we to find a four. Yeah, we, them. We're on the Shout out if you're a four. Yeah. I need to know. Yes. <laughs> Leave us a message in the comments. We need to know. Yes, you. yes. We want to hold space with you. Yes, yes. yes. So um, their woundy message, it's not okay to be too much or not enough, right? They think that maybe those the feelings are too much that they feel. Um, their creativity can feel pretty intense when it's happening in their brain. Or let's say they're having a, a low point and the creativity is not there, right? Because we all go through blocks. Um, we all have sticking points in our life. The beautiful thing is what I've learned is that usually there's really great expansion mm-hmm. after that stuck point, mm-hmm, right? The way that God kind of holds things back and that it builds and builds and builds. And when there's that breakthrough, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, some people call them breakdowns. I call them breakthroughs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just like it's, oh, now I can see it. Now I can see it. Now I can see it. Uh, The healing message is that you are seen and you are loved for who you are, just like you were saying, Mm -hmm. Melissa, about that's almost the message for everyone. Right. Right. Let's see. The five, the investigator. So I know some fives. They're really fun. Um, (laughs) Uh, their superpower is they have really good objectivity. They can be really neutral. They can be Switzerland, right? Mm. They can listen to all the information and be very non-biased, right? They can see things, but they're always studying and researching more information and wanting to gain more knowledge and more understanding because they really love it. 
They love it. They kind of almost hoard knowledge. Mm-hmm. When they're in stress, they can seem a little bit cynical or a little bit uh, judgy. They're super insightful, though. Super insightful. Their wounding message is it's not okay to feel comfortable or feel safe. That's why they're always studying more and researching more about mm. finding out information to keep them safe, right? The healing message is that your needs are not a problem. Oh, I, I like that. that. Mm-hmm. Your needs are not a problem. Right, mm. right. So six, the loyalist, right? Mm-hmm. Probably in the congregation, there are more sixes than any other numbers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. True. Okay. True. Fours are super rare. That's why you don't know mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. That's It's very telling. It's like, yeah, of course you don't know many fours. Okay. Yeah. I was, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of sixes there. There's a bunch of sixes. Okay. They're extremely loyal. They like to hear things more than once. Right. So like if you want to meet your congregation and you're going to introduce something, you need to do it more than once. Mm-hmm. Right. Because oh, they yeah. need to hear it multiple times because yes. they need to be sure. Right. And they're going to fact check you only because they really want to trust you. Mm-hmm. They often don't trust themselves. They don't trust their own voice, but they're very smart. They're very steadfast. They are not wobbly people. Right. They're committed they show up to situations highly prepared, right? They want to make sure they got mm-hmm. all their bases covered. That's right. That's right. Their wounding message is not okay to trust their self, right? Mm-hmm. So they will often, when let's say they're preparing for something. They're preparing, let's say they're preparing to come do something like this. Mm-hmm. They will do exhaustive work behind the scenes in preparing because they're thinking, well, I haven't done enough. Mm-hmm. I haven't done enough. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? And where I go in stress is to six. Oh, wow. Interesting. Right? Uh-huh. Right? So the healing message is that you are safe and secure. Mm. So that's why it's so important for them to be a part of a congregation to feel that like they have community. Right? Because mm-hmm. we're built for community. And it's okay to trust their self. So when we move into that more mature side of life and we're finding out, like for me, as I've gotten older, you know, Mm -hmm. at 51 now, I recognize that, wow, I've been through some stuff. I have learned some stuff. I've got some scrapes, Right, right? I've got a little stored trauma. But you know what? I've learned from every experience. It's made me who I am. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's your story. It's my story, mm-hmm. and it's so good, and it's yes. so rich, and I'm so grateful for all of it. Right. I'm not ashamed of a piece of it. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful oh, to so be great. at that place. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. it is. My daughter is a six, mm. and she's about to graduate and go to college, and so learning to trust yourself and your decisions is hard. Mm. It's, it is. She's it's a real thing. really struggling with mm-hmm. what to do next and where to go and trying to Mm -hmm. please other people, Mm -hmm. you know, just Mm -hmm. because she's still a young kid, you know, she wants approval and all the things, but in her core, she's a six. And so I just Mm -hmm. keep saying, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to get there. You Mm -hmm. just have to trust that you're Mm going to make the right decision. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, I'll keep working with her. Mm -hmm. This will give me some good tools on how to do that well. So a good tool, you want some feedback? Sure. So a good tool is to look where she goes in security and help her to find the high side of that number and lean into the nuances of that. Okay. Because probably inside of her she has an inkling. There's a little inkling that she might be afraid to say out loud Mm because she's afraid that that might not align with the people around her. She's thinking, how is that going to affect my family? How is that going Mm -hmm. to affect the future? Oh, how is that going to affect... 
my future spouse. Right. I mean, we yes. don't know what's all in there, right? right? There's a lot of things at that age that's, mm-hmm. you know, turning over in our heads. We mm-hmm. we don't want to make the wrong decision, so we become paralyzed in yes. choosing. That's her. She right? just cannot make a decision. I mean, over right. a lot of things. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I will mm-hmm. work on that for mm-hmm. sure. And it's okay to choose again. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I'll tell her. Like, yes. It's okay to make a mistake and do something mm-hmm. different. It's not even a mistake in choosing and then going, you know what? I think I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I changed my mind. I choose again. Mm-hmm. It's not even a mistake. And I've found because that. Because that's part of finding it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's discovery. You yes. Know, instead of mistake. Yes. Yeah. I have a dear person in my life that's a six that struggles with that. And I don't know. I always think, how can I say it differently? So she really feels that that safety and security because I want her to feel that so much, but it's hard for them. It doesn't come natural. And it, like you said, they have to hear it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. You've got to repackage it in so many ways yeah. so that they can receive it. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. It is mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard when it's a, a parent-daughter, yeah. parent-child relationship too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, I've already told you. It's fine. It's going to mm-hmm. be fine. Mm-hmm. And how she is with me is how she, she's different with other people because she mm-hmm. knows that, I'm the safe place that she can, you know, think about the consequences and she can talk about them out loud and we can kind of work through it. And I mean, ultimately, I just keep saying the decision is yours and it's okay to, you know, like you said, choose again or make another Mm -hmm. choice. And so Mm -hmm. she'll get there. And as a one, I'm sure that's pretty hard sometimes. It's hard because it's really opposite for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's cut and dry. I'm like, you can't just know. Like, come on. (laughs) Right. Yes. So it's But how beautiful that she knows she can trust Mm -hmm. you. That is the thing because I know I can trust my husband. Like, I can't wait to get home to him in the evenings because it feels safe. Mm -hmm. Because I know he is trustworthy. Mm -hmm. I know he is good. I know he has my back. And what a gift you are to your daughter. Mm-hmm. That she knows she can trust you and that she comes to you and shares with you and talks to you and knows that you are a trusted confidant for right, her. Yeah. What a gift you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I hope so. You I hope are. she realizes it. <laughs> I know so. I know so. She will when she's 30 at least. <laughs> Maybe she next year know. when she's off at school, she'll be like, wait a minute, Mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom, you were so right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She'll, I, I'm guessing she's probably going to call you a lot. I hope. I yeah. hope I hear from her. I hope I, think I get to she see will. her some. I think she will. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, where were we? Um, the seven. Seven, the enthusiast. Oh, <laughs> I love this. I love all the, no- I mean, I mean, right? They're all, they there's are. such beautiful facets to each one. I love it all. Mm-hmm. I find sevens to be fun, adventurous, spontaneous, they're also creative too. So um, I have a person that's close to me that's a seven, and she she sees the good in people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really sees not only the good, but she even sees the potential in people. That was one <laughs> that's of one of the statements. Statements mm-hmm. that we really? read. Yes, we asked our our guest that was a seven. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, imagine the potential. Like that was one of the things. Like, do do you say these things? And that mm-hmm. was one of the questions. Imagine the potential. She was like, Yes, I say that all the time. Oh, they mm-hmm. do, and they can see it mm-hmm. even when we can't. So very vividly. Yes. Like, and they can almost taste it. They're like, and they want everyone on board with them. And not everybody can jump on the board of dreaming big like that with mm-hmm. them. I I need a seven in my life to show me because I will. 
it, I'm trying not to talk, jump ahead, like I'm doing dominant and I'm doing repressed, and that's a other, whole other nu- nuance of any. I do know a lot. Um, <laughs> you do. You got a lot. You got a lot um, of layers to this. So I need a seven in my life to help me see my own potential sometimes mm-hmm. because I forget. Yeah. I forget that my presence matters mm-hmm. from the teaching stand or from behind the chair. I forget. You know, so and I sevens need, are good about oh, saying that. Like, they yeah, but are. can't you see, like, can't you see that for yourself? And you're like, no, I really didn't. But thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> I'm know? like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're really good coaches. You know, they're like our own little fan club. We really need them in our lives to kind of spur us on, to give us that extra little push. The wounding message is that it's not okay to depend on others. Or anything outside of themselves. Oh wow! So it's hard for them because they're almost they're they're very independent. They're often a self-pres person, mm-hmm. meaning self-preservationist, because they feel like that they've got to do it all. Yes, you know, they are aggressive number like the eight, like the three. They're often you know, leaders. Mm -hmm. And like I said, they're really good coaches. The healing message is that you will be taken care of no matter what. You will be taken care of, trusting Trusting. that they will be taken care of. The eight, the challenger, it was so funny because I, you know, I have two really close girlfriends that are eights and they're very different, but they're very strong women. Mm -hmm. Mm. Very strong personality. The challenger, they call them the challenger for a reason. (laughs) So I'll tell you, the eights, they have a um, very small circle. It's mm-hmm. very tight. If you are on the list of probably the five people that they trust over the course of their entire life. Right? Oh, wow. No, for real. Okay. Wow. For real. Mm. Like that deep, like, I need to hide the body. If you're on that list, <laughs> right? Wow. If you're, if you find yourself in an eight circle or on that short list, consider yourself lucky because they don't, don't automatically trust people. Mm -hmm. And they don't create deep relationships with people Mm -hmm. without purpose and real intention. They will go to bat for you no matter what. They will have your back. If you're in their circle. If you are. Yeah. If you betray an eight, oh. Game over. Literally, <laughs> literally. It's not that, okay, you know, injure, repair. In, no, mm-hmm. they don't have time for that. No, nope, they're like, just count it, gone. It's, it's good. We can move you on. You are dead to mm-hmm. them. Yes. You know, you, there's no room for you at the table anymore. If you've betrayed and they've been vulnerable with you, that's it. You're done. You're out. So that is the absolute worst thing for an eight. They fear betrayal, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? They have a fear of being betrayed. They're really good counselors. Like picture um, like in a high school, a counselor for the underprivileged children. Those are often eights. How about uh, people who are going after those human traffickers, mm-hmm. right? Those are eights. They are people who are rooting for the underdog. They will go to the mat to fight for the underprivileged. Wow. They're cool people. They, oh, they are. Now, sometimes they can seem a little bit argumentative. Let's say that you have them, they're often going to be in a leadership position because they are 
they know how to get stuff done. The eight <laughs> has the most energy of any of the other numbers. Okay. Right? right? Even more than a seven that all the fun people? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. More energy. Okay. They have the most. It is endless. It's kind probably of. Probably especially with a wing seven. I yeah, mean, they're probably right? like, yeah. Yeah. Off the charts. Mm-hmm. Like for real. <laughs> yeah. So when an eight is in a leadership position, let's say they're on a board of leaders, right? And you've got all the different facets. Let's say you've got three or four different numbers up there. The eight is going to come off really strong and aggressive, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to seem to the outside world a little bit argumentative. But really what it is, is that they're really passionate. Mm -hmm. So how you talk to that eight, you meet them with their intensity. You don't shrink back. Level up. That's level up. It. There you See? go. Level the up. one knows. I know. Level it up. Match it. That's it. You match them. You go toe to toe, right? And when you do that with an eight, they know, oh, okay. Okay. Yes. You know how they feel when you do that? They feel loved. They feel supported, right? It's almost like the swaddling of a child. When they feel that pushback, they feel like they feel seen. They, oh, they hear me. They know they me. They hear me. Mm-hmm. They know me. Yes. This person wants to get in the arena with me. So that's the best way to meet an eight, right where they are. Okay. Right? Fascinating. We interviewed an eight. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is a love. She is. Mm-hmm. 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 And she said some of those things. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes people call me aggressive and sometimes mm-hmm. people this. And I just, I want people to know that I want to be loved like everybody yeah, else. And I want to be seen. And I, I want to be seen. I talk loud. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. They are. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I'm trying to help my eight girlfriends see when she's feeling something, I'll go, oh, well, how does that feel? And she just looks at me and she says, angry, Shannon. It makes me feel angry. <laughs> they that's feel, their one thing. That's their one thing. Yes. That's, they feel everything through that anger, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, can you, are there any other adjectives? No, no. there are not. That's I just it. feel mad and you asking me to find other feelings is making me mad. Okay. Well, I'm just going to list some things that mm-hmm. that it would make me feel like. Well, it would make me feel a little bit vulnerable to be in that situation or a little bit like untethered. And she's like, "Well, maybe." Yeah, and yeah. it makes me feel angry. <laughs> right. I feel exactly. vulnerable and that makes me angry. Yes. <laughs> right, exactly. And they they need to know it's okay to be vulnerable because that is not a natural thing for an eight. Mm-hmm. That's why that trusted circle and that trusted short list is so important because those are like the only people that they will let their underbelly show with. Mm-hmm. You're never going to know those things right. about them because they don't know if they can trust you. Mm-hmm. You know, So I have to push back on her to show her that I love her and that I'm in that arena with her. And she can trust you. And she can trust me. That I am a trustworthy friend. Such great advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Let's see. Um, I've told you everything about the nine. Um, so for me, um, the wounding message, it's not okay for me to assert myself. Oh. Now, isn't it interesting that I have this eight wing on one side of me, mm-hmm. right? That's not okay for me to assert myself. What do eights do? They assert, assert themselves, yeah. right? So sometimes I'm glad that I have eights in my life so I can look at them and watch them and see how they do it, you know? And the healing message is that my presence matters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's so good. So we all have a wounded message. We all have a healing message. That's right. We all have a superpower. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have an underbelly and a tender side. We all have 
wonderful, wonderful attributes. No number is better than another number. That's right. No number is more higher functioning than another number. If you are an aggressive number, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. If you are a number that's a withdrawing number, which is a nine, a five, or a four, there's nothing wrong with that. That's how we ground ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? We have Mm -hmm. to withdraw because for me, I absorb so much of the energy around me. So I need to withdraw to find my balancing point. I think that's what makes the Enneagram so beautiful to discover about Mm -hmm. the nine types. Even if you don't dive Mm -hmm. in so much to yourself, you're like, I don't really, there was someone that said they didn't really like self-discovery that much. But when you know other people, and like you said, like the eights are aggressive or whatever numbers more, seven's aggressive, that instead of being turned off by it, you see value in it and you see the beauty in it. And that's that's a whole different place of health for yourself personally that you can Mm -hmm. view other people through Mm -hmm. that lens of beauty and worth and Mm -hmm. value, which is the lens that Jesus wants us to look at other people with. Mm -hmm. So it really is a helpful tool. That's right. Like you, you're a two. You're always moving toward people. Mm -hmm. You're not moving against them and you're not withdrawing from them. You're moving toward people, right? Right. And so, you know, same with a one. My husband, he's always moving toward people. Relationships are so important mm-hmm. to him. I see how he shows up in those situations. You are a person of character and integrity. When you told me who you were, I was like, oh, she's a person of character, <laughs> mm-hmm. integrity, rightness. Mm-hmm. Ooh, she's to be trusted and heard because mm-hmm. what you have to say is really good. Yeah. I think so. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so important. That's right. Everybody needs to hear it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of advice would you give people that have listened to some of these episodes and maybe they've been exposed to the Enneagram out there? Let's talk about the people that are just figuring out what this whole thing is. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to pronounce what y'all were typing out there on the description. That's right. For those people that are brand new to it, what do you think is a great first step for them to dive into the Enneagram? Ask themselves if they can just at least be curious. Be curious, yeah. yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I be curious enough to discover one new thing about myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? That's good. So when I'm looking at the lens through my number, I can't change the lens that I see the world through, but I can change what I do with how I see. Mm-hmm. I can change what I do with how I see, mm-hmm. right? So if I find out what that is, just from the energy and space of curiosity, that's a, that's a starting point. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great starting point. That's a great starting that, point. So be curious. That's yes. good. Mm-hmm. Dive in mm-hmm. yeah. and click on the links that should take you to the great websites that have more information. And I know several people follow different Enneagram people mm-hmm. on Instagram, and they make funny memes and, you know, cute little graphics and stuff, but they'll sum up something about that type that you're like, oh, that's spot on, or it just makes you mm-hmm. laugh. Like, I mean, as silly as your favorite Starbucks drink if you're an Enneagram too, and, you know, Silly things like that, yeah. but it, it makes learning fun. Or how they shop at the grocery store. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. let's not, in, you know, all the aisles, none of the aisles, yes. in the outside, inside, or whatever. I think those are so uh-huh. fascinating. I know, I do too. It makes you laugh because you does, see makes yourself in them. You're like, that's why I do the crazy things I do. <laughs> okay, so what about those that have already been exposed to the Enneagram, or maybe because they've listened, they've taken the test, and they know their type? Mm-hmm. What would be a good next step for them to just discover a little bit more about the Enneagram? Mm-hmm. So... The next thing you want to learn is where you go in stress 
and where you go in security. Gotcha. So you're going to have two different numbers. So for me, I go to the high side of three in security, and in stress, I go to the low side of six. And how do they discover that? Like, they just have to really think about themselves a lot? Because there's not a test you take, really. I mean, well, the numbers are stated on there, but, like, Mm -hmm. how do they know for themselves, like, that's where I go, or, ooh, Mm -hmm. I'm healthy, I really am like that. They just got to think about themselves. What tips could you give them? Okay, so what that looks like is personal inventory. Okay. And you might take that with a trusted friend and, and have a discussion, have a cup of coffee, have a cup of tea, and have a sit or a walk. Sometimes walking side by side is better than face to face because the the heart energy is more open. Mm-hmm. And so often, like with children, if you're not just right face to face, and if you're walking side by side or playing together, they can open up more because it feels a little bit safer, less mm-hmm. confrontational. So looking at where I go, and then maybe prayerfully asking, you know, can I have some feedback on what does this look like for you? When you see me stressed, what what does that look like for you? How, mm-hmm. how am I showing up? I think sometimes I might, for me, let me use an I statement, I'm passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. So when I hear myself have a thought of saying something snarky to my husband, because he's not doing something I think she should be doing. When I hear myself in my mind's eye, I think, oh, do I want to say that? Mm. No, that's passive-aggressive, Shannon. Mm-hmm. That's really passive-aggressive. You probably don't want to say that. Or let's say I don't hear it until after I've said it out loud. Well, now that I've heard it and I've said it out loud, mm. oops. <laughs> oops. Okay, so now I heard it. I can clean it up right away. Mm-hmm. I can clean it up right away. Or I can say, mm, that didn't sound like I meant it to sound. How did that land on you? <laughs> how did that land on you? That's a good question. You it know? hit me on the face. That's yeah. how it landed. Right, I right. Find, I find I do that a lot, too. So maybe that is more, I mean, I do wing nine, but mm-hmm. I find myself really thinking about what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. And if it accidentally comes out, it sometimes doesn't sound the way I intended it. And right. I'm always like, that's not. But I, I kind of expect people that that know me to know like that's not my intention like i know i said that and i'm sorry but that's not what i intended and like that's it we're moving on and we're getting past it and mm-hmm. then some people really struggle with they can't they can't let it go because mm-hmm. i said it and it must be right cuz they know me or something mm-hmm. well she said that she must she always says what she means so she must mean it mm-hmm. and so i i find myself having to do a lot of cleanup too yeah oops well, it's hard. you know, we Life all should have more of a filter. Let's yes. be honest. Yeah. I mean, we really should filter our thoughts and, and think, I like that question. How did that land on mm-hmm. you? Even if we're not comfortable enough asking, mm-hmm. if you can have the the great mind space to say, what I'm about to say may hurt. How can I say it? How can I make sure it lands on them nicely? Right. Um, we don't always do that. But if we have said something that has created some friction. We have a little situation on our hands. <laughs> how can you say, well, I wonder if when I said that it didn't land on them right? You know, like how, do, I wonder how it landed on them. Like we can have those thoughts for ourselves mm-hmm. if we don't even feel comfortable asking it. It might keep us out of some hot water sometimes. Yeah. And then after you ask the question, listen deeply with, mm-hmm. with um, turn your body toward and make eye contact and listen deeply. Yeah. Without interruption, without offering opinion or feedback or advice, or Mm -hmm. listen deeply. 
Yeah, and the beauty of the Enneagram, too, I think, is how we've said so much about how other people respond to things. And there's that psychological principle that we think people will always respond to things like we do. Yeah. And so we often approach conversations and situations mm-hmm. based on how we will react, how we would prefer it to be done. But when you know someone else, that's not the way they're going to process it. When you know them well, you can frame it up so much better mm. so that... They're able to receive it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I've asked my husband and close friends, like I'll say, hey, Melissa, I know that you're going to be doing this podcast and this is new for you and um, I really want to hold space with you and I want to support you. But I know what support looks like and feels like in my body with my lens, but I don't know or understand what oh, it looks yeah, that's like a for great you. Way to frame yeah. Mm-hmm. So, can you as a two, I'd say clearly I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my needs. <laughs> but I can ask you. I can say, "Hey, could you think a little while?" And you may mm. not know right now, but I want to give you the room and space and invitation yeah. to let me know how I can support you. Right? Mm-hmm. How can I meet a need for you? to take up space or offer support for you as you're doing this thing Mm -hmm. that I think is great, what does support look like for you? Because I don't know, but I want to be close. I want to be in it with you. Right. And then listen and wait. And if they don't know yet, let it go. Mm -hmm. But then circle back later. Follow up a day or two later. Right. And let these people around us and our, our support group know that, hey, we are a community. You know, Mm -hmm. creating that with those people around us is what makes us stronger, Mm -hmm. right? That helps me to know that my presence matters when I'm in community with others. Mm -hmm. It's not about my presence mattering just to me. Right. That, uh, no, thank you. No, thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were born to have community. And that's one really cool thing. If Mm -hmm. we can use this tool the Mm -hmm. right way, Mm -hmm. then we can better our community and love people well. And Mm -hmm. then they can love us back well, too. So Mm -hmm. it's just so fascinating. I cannot get over. You can go as, um, you know, basic level as you want, Mm -hmm. or you can just dive headfirst in and just, it's just such a deep well of knowledge. And I'm so thankful for the people that have spent so much time and energy researching this and yes. putting together conferences and teaching other people mm-hmm. that, you know, they're they're everywhere in our community. We just don't know until this becomes the kind of the chatter that we talk every day. And mm-hmm. so it's been really neat to learn more about other people and how they're wired and how God made them to be and how we're all supposed to be who we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's and intentional. We're not all the same. Man. Right. That would be terrible. It would be so boring if we were all the yeah. same. We'd like be like robots. robots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's got time for that. We just need to learn to see the beauty and value in one another. Mm -hmm. And this is a great way to do that. One last thing I would like to say is that as people are learning about their own number and where they go into stress or uh, we can say fear, where Mm -hmm. they go in when they're in fear, right? They're triggered in their lower brain centers or where they go in security, where they're in health or growth. Early on, I was like, oh, well, I want to find out where I go into and, and security and growth and, mm-hmm. and health. I, I want to stay I there. <laughs> I want to stay in that energy 24-7. Well, that's not really humanly possible, mm-hmm. right? Because life just happens. That's right. Situations yeah. will send right. us one way or another. And what I've learned is that I learn the most 
when I'm under some pressure, Mm -hmm. when I experience some falling down, Mm -hmm. some face down moments, some stuck moments, like those breakthroughs, that's when I learn the most and become the most expansive. Mm -hmm. So giving yourself grace to move in such a way through each nuance of yourself that it's going to be more fluid. You're not going to be steadfast in just, I am solid, I am showing up healthy and mm-hmm. and well, and I'm not damaging anyone else, and I'm saying everything perfectly Perfect. to yeah. everyone around me, <laughs> and I'm never short-tempered or short-fused. That's just not real. Mm-hmm. You know, we're human. Like y'all mm-hmm. said, we're not robots. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's so good. Such good, encouraging words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. We're Thank so you. thankful for you and all the work you've done to educate yourself and know all the things and it's and just share I know I have just been like almost embarrassed of how little I know and I thought I kind of knew a lot and so I'm like oh wait maybe I need to like keep on working on this there's so much to it like you said there are so many different mm-hmm. subtypes mm-hmm. and different levels that you can get into and that's a whole different ball game and maybe some people will end up there you mm-hmm. know diving in really really deep but mm-hmm. even if not just those great next steps that you mentioned I think are worth exploring yes especially if we want to do what we're called to do and love other people well so get out there and get curious and go discover some new things about your and people in your circle start there start there and then the more you learn them the more you'll be able to just look at people and go oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) bless your heart I know we're always like oh we want to type them so bad and that's (laughs) terrible right you really shouldn't do that but loving them well is is really key Mm. well thank you Shannon for coming to be here with us and for teaching us what it looks like to love other people well and for sharing all your knowledge and your wisdom I wouldn't even call it knowledge you know a lot but you're just wise Mm -hmm. you're wise and your peacefulness is just mm, so tender and it's so good thank you so fun see why hair days are the best days yes no wonder no (laughs) wonder you're like today's my hair day I'm so excited (laughs) I'm like it's just hair whatever (laughs) (laughs) I love it thank you so much I'm honored and humbled by the invitation well, thanks. So you guys get out there, discover more about the Enneagram. Be curious. And we can't wait to hear from you about what all you've discovered. If you don't want to miss a single episode of the Backyard Chat Podcast, be sure to follow the show in the Apple Podcast app by clicking the three dots in the top right corner of your screen. And if you're feeling really adventurous, click on the arrow to share with all your friends. We hope that you will join us again. We, we can't, can't wait, wait to, to chat, chat with, with you. you.